Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast, episode 83 at IndieTravelPodcast.com. The Indie Travel Podcast is brought to you in association with IndieTravelGuides.com and TravelTalks.tv. Today we've got quite a few things to talk about. The main point is we're going to discuss what clothes you need to pack when you're going on a short trip, or most of all when you're going on a long trip. We're also going to talk about passports with purpose, we're going to ask about feedback on an Indie Travel Podcast forum, and we're going to talk about gift guides. So first of all, Passports with Purpose. This is a fundraiser for Hafer International, which is a charity that provides training and livestock for um, impoverished people around the world. The charity fundraiser has been organized by four travel bloggers from Seattle in the States, and um, they've organized a great prize draw. So for 10 US dollars, you get a raffle ticket into a draw for the different prizes that are available. Uh, come by IndieTravelPodcast.com and you'll see a link to our article on it. And there'll also be a link through to um, the place where you can donate in the show notes. All right, well, on to the show. Today we want to talk about what clothes to pack, especially when you're going on a long trip. When we packed to travel, we bought big backpacks and we took an extra bag with us because we were planning on traveling and living overseas. And we took far too much stuff. We basically went through our wardrobe, put everything into four piles, and the pile of things that we were taking with us was far too big. You don't need that many clothes when you're traveling. You don't need that much more when you're traveling long term than when you're going for a short trip. And most people are taking too much on a short trip as well. Yeah, I'm thinking about those four piles we made when we, when we set up. If I remember rightly, they were stuff to throw away, stuff that we didn't want but was good enough to go to a charity shop, stuff that we might take and stuff that we would take and I think everything in the might take pile went into the take pile. Yeah and it was mostly because those things were still good you know what we should have done is just put them in a box and left them at my dad's house. I mean they were still good we didn't want to throw them away we still wanted to keep them but we really 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 didn't need to take them with us (laughs) a lot of them got left I mean I remember we left a whole bunch of stuff in Malta we left them on the table at our work in uh, Swindon, we put a whole bunch of stuff in the charity shop. Mm-hmm. In Scotland, we just we just molted, we just yeah. shed stuff all over the world. Absolutely. Well, in general, though, this uh, list of things should cover you for almost any eventuality. These are kind of core things that we've continued to carry for almost three years. So, first of all, undies. You need undies. Okay, do not go without undies. Okay, <laughs> please. For our sake, for your sake, for everybody's sake. So we reckon about five pairs of undies should do you, because you can just wash them as you go. And for girls, a couple of bras. Yeah, um, take some socks as well. Um, there's nothing worse than stinking socks, and I'm someone with naturally smelly feet, so I, I know the value of this one. Once again, take um, between three and five pairs and wash them nightly. Please, please wash them. <laughs> and also make sure that you take good quality socks. I mean, one of our flatmates has the holiest socks in the world, and I don't know what good they do. Who worships his socks? <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they're more whole than sock, but... If you're going to have socks, you might as well have good quality ones that will actually protect your feet because you're probably going to be doing a lot of walking. Yeah, I've started to fall in love with a brand called Smart Wool, which is uh, merino wool, um, which kind of kills off some of the scent. And um, they're also really 
nicely elasticated to give really good support to the foot. They are truly amazing. I once picked up a pair of Craig's socks and I wasn't sure if he'd worn them or not. And he'd worn them for two days. <laughs> That's unheard of. It, it really is. It really is. Right, moving on. Um, get some sneakers, some, um, some training shoes or some hiking shoes. Yeah, a nice dull colour, black or dark brown. I really like the New Balance ones. I find them quite comfortable. Don't go with great big shiny white shoes. They look stupid. Yeah, the thing to think about here is uh, how light are these shoes for when you are carrying them in your bag and how heavy they feel on your feet at the end of the day. And how comfortable they are. That's right. And also, how much do they blend into the surroundings? You don't want to really stand out because you've got Mm. really flash shoes. Yeah, that's right. And when it's too hot to wear those shoes, a pair of flip-flops, or as they call them here in Australia, thongs. In New Zealand, a thong is a... uh, A G-string. Well, a G-string, yeah. Yeah. Good for flossing, not much else. Thanks, Craig. So number five, if you're planning on going out a lot, then it might be worth taking a pair of nice shoes. But flat ones are probably a good idea because they'll fit better into your bag. And lightweight. Don't go with those heavy, chunky platform shoes. You'll just regret it. I'd also suggest taking um, about four shirts and T-shirts, depending on how nicely you like to dress up or how coolly you like to dress down. Uh, You can kind of change the ratio between light collared shirts and T-shirts. Yeah, Cray's got quite a good ratio going on. He's got a couple of T-shirts and then quite a lot of nice-ish casual collared shirts, which he can wear for work or he can just wear casually. Yeah, it's it's quite good. good. Yeah, I'm not going to get thrown out of a bar, but... will work equally well on a beach. Exactly. Um, I'd also recommend maybe one slightly nicer T-shirt or top, especially if you're planning on going out clubbing in the evening. It's quite nice to have something just a little bit more special, but again, lightweight. Mm. Um, I'd add in two pairs of trousers. Um, I'm really getting into these kind of sports trousers or travel trousers that you get in outdoors shops. Uh, ones that zip off to turn into shorts, they're lightweight, they're quick-drying, and um, the material is normally really good. We work a lot when we're travelling, so I always have a pair of black trousers. Now, they're good for going out and in the evening as well as for going to work. Number nine, if you're going anywhere hot at all, shorts or a skirt for the beach, definitely a, a must. Mm, I did leave both my EA and my kilt back at home, so no skirts for guys. They can be culturally in- inappropriate in some places. Oh, but you're regretting it now, aren't you? I am. I could do with my EA now. The kilt wouldn't be very much fun. No. Uh, set of thermals, if you're going somewhere cold. Merino wool is good but expensive. Um, and polyprop. Polypropylene is a good alternative idea. Um, Linda's into black, whereas I like bright, stripy things that really shout, I'm wearing thermal underwear. They're so disgusting. <laughs> we often go walking, you know, tramping. And quite often, it's too hot to wear thermals and trousers. So we've got the whole kind of thermals with shorts over the top look. And, you know, if you've got, like, black shorts and black thermals, it doesn't look too weird. But if you've got, like, purple and blue and green striped thermals and orange shorts, like some people, you do look like a bit of a stupid idiot. I have to say I've never owned or worn orange shorts. Okay, I was using hyperbole to make a point. 
However, we are really into this idea of layering. So instead of bringing a big, heavy woolen jumper like I carried around for a year or so, Mm. uh, take a light jumper and a light jacket. You'll be warmer and you've got the option to switch them. Yeah. I'd also recommend two thin long sleeve tops, again for layering. Get different colours, get you know, you can mix and match them. I have I have been known to wear every single layer I've got, you know, got my uh, thermal underwear, two long sleeve tops, jumper and a jacket. But I end up really warm in any situation. Yeah, I remember being down in the south of Austria when the daily high was about four degrees and the lows got down to about negative ten. And there were days when I was literally wearing every piece of clothing that I owned. Well, not all your undies. Not all of my undies at the same time, but you get the idea. Yeah. I'd be wearing polyprops, both of my pairs of trousers... Um, a t-shirt, then a shirt, then my light jacket, uh, light jumper, then my jacket, then my heavy over jacket, then my rain jacket. And you're still cold, <laughs> weren't you? Cold. Oh my god, I'm not built for these temperatures. So that brings us to our next thing: a light rain jacket, something that's waterproof and windproof, but doesn't take up a lot of space. Yeah, just a shell. And isn't too heavy. Because I mean, you could buy a big, thick, heavy jacket. But you'll only be using it for two to three months of the year if you're in anywhere normal in terms of weather. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to be somewhere cold, also a hat, gloves and a scarf um, are essentials. Yeah. A sarong can be really useful for girls and also for guys because you can use it for as a skirt, you can use it as a sheet, you can use it if you go into the shower and you don't really want to wear all your clothes. It's really, really useful. Yeah, I think the last piece of our core clothing equipment is a sun hat. You need to buy a sun hat, Craig. I do. I need to replace it. I got so badly burnt last weekend. I've been in pain for a week. We went to the supermarket today to buy bits and pieces to make Christmas cookies, and Craig was using the baking tray as a sun hat. It looked really stupid. Yeah, I think we'll go shopping this afternoon. So a few more tips. I mean, that's our basic core list of what you should bring but just a few more tips about why and what extras to take. First of all, think about where you're going and when. Investigate temperatures and pack for more temperatures, or pack for temperatures more extreme than you discover. You know, so take a couple of extra light layers. Yeah, that was something that I wish we did when walking the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. We were going to Spain. I was expecting sun. Not knee-deep snow and occasional hailstorms. I was underprepared for that hike. Ah, see, I was prepared. I took one extra layer than what I expected to need. I had, I think, three or four layers, and I expected never, ever to use the, the last layer. But because I really don't like cold, I packed it anyway, and I definitely didn't regret it. Yeah, make sure all of your layers match. Um, choose a color scheme and stick with it. Um, At the moment, I'm going with uh, greens, blues, and browns. Yeah, it's definitely a good idea. I mean, if you're buying brightly colored clothes, it might be a good idea to buy the the bright colors for the top and just have dull colors with the bottom, and then everything can go. Yeah, I mean, things like a scarf can really brighten up an otherwise dull outfit, and they're light, almost disposable. You can pick up a new one anywhere. That's right. One thing I'd recommend doing is adding extra things where necessary. I mean, Linda spoke before about packing one more layer. I prefer spending money than carrying stuff. So I'd recommend, if you get cold, buy an extra layer. Um, 
pick up things and shed things as you go. That's right. If you're going into hot temperatures, you can leave that jumper behind. Leave it in a charity shop, give it to someone heading to a cold place, and when it gets cold again, pick up a new one. And that applies for places that have kind of specific dress codes as well. You know, if you're going somewhere where it's not appropriate or it's not appropriate to wear short shorts, buy a long skirt when you get there. Yep. And remember, you don't need to pack everything that's in your wardrobe at home. Pack as light as you think you can get away with, then throw a couple of other things away. I mean, really, three to five shirts will last you forever. One good thing that we've discovered is it's quite a good idea to pack some of your old stuff. If you're heading away and you've got something that's just got a couple of wears left in it, take it with you, wear it and throw it away. And then you've got space in your bag for the new souvenirs that you buy. Also, if you buy a t-shirt from a place, you know, that's a souvenir, isn't it? I mean, it might not last that long because you're going to be wearing it every day, but it'll be in all the photos. Yeah, we find that our clothes have worn out really quickly on the road um, because instead of wearing one item once a week, you're wearing it three times or four times a week. And so with um, hand washing, with the rough wear and with the amount of hours you're wearing things from, things do wear out quicker on the road than they do at home. Yep, so you're going to need to buy stuff anyway. One thing to think about is category packing. When you're packing your bag, have bags within a bag and put different categories of clothing in the different bags. For example, put all your winter clothing in one bag and stuff it down the bottom of your pack if it's summer. You know, you can put your, your heavier jumper, your scarf, your hat and your gloves. Stick it all down the bottom. And all your summer clothes can go together, all your undies can go together, you know, and all, maybe all your work and party stuff can go together makes it really easy to find things in your bag. Yeah, we've talked about this, and I think Linda's finally converted me to organising my stuff. I'm, I prefer to throw everything in the pack, stuff it down, and that's it. But I think Linda's finally begun to convert me into having these annoying, frustrating little bags within bags. But you never, I mean, you never use your thermals, except for like two months of the year, but you need to have them with you just in case. And if you put them down the bottom of your bag, you've always got them, but you're not always having to look under them to find the things you actually want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another mistake that I always make is I often buy things unintentionally that need ironing. Yeah. Try to find stuff that never needs to be ironed. Guys' trousers always say wrinkle-free. They are never, ever wrinkle-free. So the trick that I've started doing is I'm now looking for things that look okay with wrinkles in them. Mm, that's a good idea. I've got a really good top that I bought in England or Scotland or somewhere, and it's designed to have wrinkles in it, and it looks really good. I made the mistake the other day of buying a top that needs to be ironed, and I'm ruining the day. <laughs> Finally, uh, cotton undies tend to breathe well, unlike some synthetic fabrics. Uh, you can get specialist travel undies, which are lovely mixes of cotton and wool. But don't bother. Linda's looking at me like <laughs> they're so expensive. A, they're expensive. B, they're going to wear out. I mean, you're only going to have five or six or seven pairs of undies. You're going to be wearing them all the time. You're going to be hand-washing them, which makes them wear out quicker. Don't spend too much on your undies. Just buy some cheap cotton ones and keep replacing them every so often. All right, so that brings us to the end of our ideas on what clothes to pack. Hopefully you've got some useful tips out of that. Yeah, and if you have any tips that you use, email us and let us know. Yeah, you can email us, mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com. We've got a contact form on the site, or you can find us on Twitter at ITPodcast and send us your ideas in less than 140 characters. <laughs> 
Or, of course, you can just leave a comment in the comment section. So we've been a little bit late in organising a new poll for this month. Just a little bit. It's the middle of the month. (laughs) Last month we asked what you wanted to hear more of, and what we heard was you want to hear more about places and more interviews with travellers. So we're going to be experimenting a bit and bringing more and more of those things in 2009. And we're also going to try and keep the show practical and to the point. That's what I want people to think. Practical and to the point. That's the Indie Travel Podcast. He says, waffling on about it. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, This month we're asking if you'd find a forum a useful addition to the Indie Travel Podcast site. A forum's a place where you can get an account, you can post questions, answer questions, meet other listeners and other people in the community, and share your ideas. If there are more than 50 people who tick a yes box before the end of the month, then we'll get one up and running in probably late January or early February. We might give you a bit more time than just two weeks, though, because the end of the month is fast approaching. I don't know. If people can't be bothered to come to the site and tick yes, they're not going to be bothered coming and posting on a forum. This so is true. If you would use a forum, not just if you think it would be a good idea, but if you'd use a forum, come by and tick yes. And if you think it's a stupid idea, come by and tick no. That would be very useful. Well, as you know, Christmas is drawing ever closer, so we thought we'd have a quick roundup of the travel gift guides that have surfaced online. Yeah, well, we've got our own. Yeah, and our one really, really is cool. (laughs) You can uh, download that from the site. Also, Trevelius.com has done four different guides. One for travellers, one for backpackers, one for first-time travellers, and one for urban travellers. These ones have to be the prettiest gift guides that I've seen this year. Also, Nerds Eye View have done one, and so have Go Green Travel. Yeah, so you can get links to all of these gift guides in the show notes at IndieTravelPodcast.com. As always, we'd love to hear from you, answer your questions by email or on the show, so feel free to drop us a line at mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com or use the contact form or leave a comment in the comment section. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Twitter as IT Podcast, or if you search for Indie Travel Podcast on Facebook, you'll find our fan page and you can hook up with us there. So until next week, travel well.